Greetings to everyone. Thank you for attending our Mission Critical VoIP Security for SMBs this afternoon. We greatly appreciate your presence at our event. My name is Jerry Kuntz. I'm the president and CEO of Converging Networks Group. Uh, we are a firm located in the Southland of Chicago and have been in business since 2003. Uh, when I saw the first IP phone plugged in, I could hardly believe it. Now today, here we are nearly 18 years later. And today, big concerns in security across all aspects of your data, data communication and devices. Uh, uh, today, we have a couple of special esteemed speakers that we'd like to introduce. I'll introduce them at this time. We have guest Brandon Harms, who's a cybersecurity sales engineer with Ascend Technologies. Brandon has spent at least two decades in the IT industry and has held network and security engineering positions for large telecom, Department of Defense, and enterprise organizations throughout the United States. He has obtained many industry certifications during his career, including CISSP, GPEN, CCNP, and others. After a decade of security, network, and telecom engineering, and three years as a penetration tester, he took on the role of CTO for an MSSP. For the last six years, he's been cybersecurity consultant specializing in security operations center effectiveness. Brandon holds a BA in philosophy and currently resides in Charleston, South Carolina. Our second speaker will be Brian Dean. He has a distinguished career in pre-sales engineering and support, serving both enterprise and SMB markets. In his role as field solution architect for Fortinet, he is responsible for enabling and educating partners in the security space. I want to preface this by saying these are excellent, excellent speakers we have here today, and I hope you look forward to uh, what they have to present. A few things that I'd like to bring up here to this morning is that there are there's a need and there's several critical questions to be answered in the security area. Cybersecurity now critical. There's it's a critical need more than ever to plan ahead, not awaiting for something to happen, but to prevent and play defense against some some uh, catastrophe happening to your business. How uh, a big question is how secure is your network and how secure is your VoIP in infrastructure? During the presentations today, you able to be able to hear uh, some of the responses to that. Cloud adoption is outpacing security in many, many ways. Due to recently in the last few years of people needing to work at home, a lot of firms now have to make sure that their policies are in place and that they're fully protected from the many cyber attacks and activities going on in the internet today. Ransomware, there's a ransomware victim every 10 seconds costing businesses $20 billion in 2020 and I'm sure exponentially more here in 2021. And one of the top priorities for the C-suite is patch management. We'll go into today how that can be fully managed and taken off of your plate and made easier. So does simplified and effective managed security make sense for any of you? We're not sure, but we'll go through the various things and what 
is, uh, is top of mind in the industry addressing security needs. And who the heck is Fortinet? We came across Fortinet uh, in 2013 and have been offering their products and services ever since. They're a major security play in all industries across, across technology. As an example here, they were founded in 2009. Their value of their stock was $42 back just three years ago. Currently, you can see that on November 9th, 2021, it opened at $344.54. So Wall Street certainly recognizes the power and the wherewithal that Fortinet has. Uh, today, both of our speakers will refer to to uh, Fortinet products and services. Second item is the Fortinet Championship. I think you've arrived when you're hosting a PGA Tour golf event, which uh, the Fortinet Championship was held in Napa, California uh, just a couple of months ago. And we'll, we'll be able to offer all, uh, all the attendees today information on the Magic Quadrant uh, ratings that Fortinet has re received in the area of security and WAN edge infrastructure. Our firm has uh, some recent projects where we converted an entire hospital over to firewall uh, infrastructure from Fortinet, their security products, as well as their edge switching architecture and wireless technology. So we're a very big partner of Fortinet's and hopefully after today, you'll understand a little bit more about what they do and what they have to offer. We have nearly 500 installed applications of, of Fortinet products and services. Um, at this point, we do have a few polling questions we like to throw out there. Let's throw one up on the screen at this time. Were you directly impacted by a recent cyber attack? Our uh, audience can participate in this. We'd appreciate your feedback there real quickly. And at this point, we'll get right to our speakers. I'll send this over directly to Brandon Harms who has a, a nice presentation of information to provide to you regarding security. Take it away, Brandon. And great information on, on cybersecurity and Fortinet. You know, we had a stand partner with CMG to, to make sure that uh, we offer a full suite of cybersecurity operations capabilities. Um, you know, trying to, it's such a challenge. It, it takes the people, the process, the technology and tying it all together. You really have to have a focus on cybersecurity, and, and that's what we do. We offer uh, perimeter security, email security, vulnerability management, which informs that patch management that's so critical, endpoint protection to, to prevent, detect, and respond to threats, as well as a professional services arm to, to do uh, professional services such as risk assessments, penetration testing, um, incident response when, when things go go haywire for organizations. And so the real challenge there, you know, there's there's a lack of understanding and awareness. And this is, you, you read the news and, and you see it on the on TV all the time. There's there's breach after breach after breach, ransomware event, uh, organizations, hospitals getting uh, credentials stolen. And, and so the, the breadth of, of the threat is extensive and understanding all the threat vectors is, is real challenging to stay on top. New ones pop up all the time. The technology to combat uh, these breaches is, is complex because the, the attack surface is so large, specifically moving to the cloud, 
having software as a service, infrastructure as a service, platform as a service. There's a, a false sense of security that comes with these services that just that doesn't exist. And, and to protect that entire attack surface, including cloud, uh, remote workers um, using all these services, it's, 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 a, it's a real challenge and, and the, the technology is vast and it's, it's expensive to, to run and administer and to use effectively. And then, you know, the threat landscape is always changing. Um, as soon as you, you, you plug a hole, a new one opens. You, know, you read new technologies come out, um, but, but, but attackers are effectively bypassing these new technologies and, and they have all the time in the world to, to figure it out, right? And so you're always one step behind the attackers because there's new techniques and new challenges um, that organizations are facing. And, and what, you know, compounds this is the the lack of expertise, um, the abundant expertise rather. There, there's plenty of expertise. It's just that you know it's limited. There's there's so many open positions. Last I checked, it was over 500,000 in the United States of cybersecurity open recs. Um, we just have a lack of engineers, um, and so building out a team, let alone one or two security experts, is, is a real challenge, and, and it does take a team. Um, to effectively combat um, these cybersecurity threats. And so let me give you a little peek into, you know, what security operations looks for. And this is going to tie right into protecting voice networks, uh, cloud services, and, and your entire infrastructure. There's this idea of a window of opportunity for an attacker, and that's the timeline from a breach until you recover from that breach. Industry average last year was 220 days um, for a, a breach to be detected, detected and responded to. That's that's a, a pretty large timeline, and you can imagine what the attackers could do given that amount of time. And so the idea here is we want to shrink that timeline from minutes, um, rather from 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 months, weeks down to to minutes and hours. And to accomplish that, uh, you have to have the people process and, and all those technologies we talked about in place. Everything you do prior to a breach is preventative in nature. This is hardening your systems, um, access control, um, having good policies and procedures in place to make sure you're, you're putting your best foot forward um, when it comes to cybersecurity to prevent breaches from happening, which is effective about, you know, with a good, a, a good set of technology and, and understanding and people that can implement it, you know, 80 to 90% effective. However, as we know, there is no silver bullet. You will be breached. That's, that's, it's going to happen. So given that you have to have detection and response capabilities so that you can quickly react, um, detect those breaches when the, when the prevention fails and, and respond in context. And, and this is, it's a real challenge because you, you, you have to have total threat visibility, whether it's, um, your cloud services, your um, your voice gateways, or your your users at home on their laptops. You have to have constant visibility into the log messages and systems that that make up your infrastructure. Um, and and that mountain of noise, it's a challenge to find the needle in the haystack, to find the indicate indicator, the telltale sign of an attack. We call them indicators of compromise. And so. Using technology and skilled expertise, we're able to find that needle in the haystack, find the context, who, what, when, where, and why, 
and then determine is this a is this a real incident or a false positive? If it's a real incident, well then it turns into the incident, and that's when you can start responding to it, um, you know, prescriptively. Whether that's killing a process, changing a firewall rule, isolating a machine, patching a device, um, a number of different things to to respond. Um, and then you recover from that incident. So from breach to recovery, you have this timeline of, of opportunity for that attacker to steal information, move laterally through your network. Um, and, and so to prevent, detect, and respond, there's a, a, an array of technologies and, and, and techniques that, that need to be undertaken. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a giant organization or if you're a 10-person shop. Unfortunately, it's these are the technologies that have to be put into place. Not only the technologies, more importantly, the people to use them effectively around the clock, 24 by 7, to, to find that needle in the haystack, to identify those indicators of compromise within minutes before those incidents become business impacted. And again, the goal of security operations is to tie all these things together, integrate the tools together, get a total threat visibility view and quickly react um, when those prevention systems fail. Um, and, and the goal being we're gonna shrink that window of opportunity so that when you do get breached, again, doing everything we can to prevent that from happening, but when it does happen, um, we're going to nip it in the bud, so to speak, before it becomes business impacting. And, and that's, that's the goal of cybersecurity operations. And we have a kind of to detail this out further, um, specific use case. Um, this can, I, I, I labeled it ransomware and phishing, but uh, there's a specific one that happened to a hospital. You might have read about, read about it in Chicago last September, um, where their voice systems were compromised. Um, there was a, a, a vulnerability um, on, on one of the internal, it wasn't the, the cloud side of it, but one of the, the voice gateways, I believe, uh, had a vulnerability because it just it wasn't patched. It didn't get, and, and from that, uh, an attacker got a foothold. And you can see the attacker's actions on the right. They get a, they exploit that vulnerability. They get a foothold, and from there they can gather information in order to, you know, find out the domain name, find out the maybe there's an admin uh, use. They're able to redirect traffic possibly, and, and whatever it might be, um, gave them the information they needed to compromise an account. Um, and, and from there, they're able to get into systems, further escalate privileges, move laterally, discover the network, and then eventually um, steal the PII, the, the personally identifiable information. Uh, this was a hospital in Chicago. Um, and and uh, they, this particular case, they didn't encrypt the data, but, but they did steal the data. 600,000 records um, were taken. And you can imagine that, that in itself is a hit to the brand, but also, those are being sold now on the, on the black market, right? So the, all those users and all their information are, are compromised. So we have uh, class action lawsuits against this medical organization, um, and, and and the payout and, and you know cyber security insurance isn't the answer. I mean, it, it can cover some of the costs, but uh, what we found is that that would cover approximately twenty percent of the actual cost of these attacks, and so. Each, each step along the way from the compromised voice system to the account privilege escalation to the moving laterally to stealing and exfiltrating the PII data, these are all, these don't happen in a vacuum. It's not a one click and you're, you're compromised. 
it's it's little telltale signs that you those indicators of compromise that I spoke about that we have to identify. Um, and so there's technologies you see along the bottom to help us along the way to provide that layered defense um, in order to to under, prevent those things from happening, uh, but to raise a red flag as they start happening. So instead of you know the initial compromise escalating all the way to stealing data, it's initial compromise possibly. Okay, we found a weakness. We 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 can kill it right here. And then we can fix that. We can patch that system so it doesn't happen again. And we can monitor everything else uh, to make sure that we stop the attacker uh, within that window and shrink that window of opportunity before it moves from left to right. And so that that layered approach with multiple technologies, but more importantly, the people and the mature security processes to, to detect and respond to that threat is critical. So how effective is that? Uh, we ran uh, the numbers from from hundreds of customers that we've had um, uh, over 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 a period of a year, and what we found is is on average, and this you know small organizations are going to have fewer, larger organizations are going to have more, but on average over a twelve month period, we're ingesting from the the technologies that we put in place for organizations uh, millions of signals, millions and millions of pieces of information that that turn and get correlated and and using the technology to highlight um, suspicious activities, uh, alerts from intrusion detection systems, um, output from vulnerability management tools to understand what needs to be investigated. And we're shrinking that down into thousands of investigations, which turn into, uh, after you do the triage and, and eliminate the false positives, hundreds of incidents to be investigated. And then over a course of a year, 24, um, where it needed to be escalated, machines isolated, processes killed, that type of thing. And, and you can see the response time. But more importantly, bottom right, zero breaches resulting in data loss. And so this is an effective solution. And it's not a, a silver bullet. You, you have to have, again, all the people um, to, to do this 24 by 7. Um, the mature security processes, folks that know what they're doing, and there's playbooks in place to, to effectively weed through the noise to, to find that signal. Um, and then obviously the technology, whether that's uh, cloud solutions, on-prem, remote user, wherever your, your data is uh, that needs to be protected, we have to have a, a multiple of tools in order to get that threat visibility. and, and so it's a challenge, um, but but it, it can be effective. <clears throat> that said, building out a security operations center for a small organization is it, it's, it's you're not going to be able to find the people. Um, it's not the focus of your organization, and so that's why uh, folks like CNG and, and ourselves we use uh, the tools uh, that that Fortinet has in place to power a security operation. For example. Our perimeter firewall service that we use is, is powered by Fortinet. It helps give us that threat visibility on the perimeter. It allows for uh, organizations that have secure remote connectivity uh, to access internal resources as well as resources in the cloud. Our endpoints for our customers are protected with their, their endpoint product, which ties into the firewall, which ties into um, our log aggregation product. So we get that full visibility whether you're you're in the office, at home, or in the cloud, 
that that is required uh, to accomplish these these types of of, of results, the, the no no breaches resulting in data loss. And so I uh, hope that gives you some insight to security operations at a high end. We want to shrink the window of opportunity for an attacker, so we have no business attacking events and and. And the majority of the tools we use to do that uh, are powered by Fortinet, their, their hardware, software, as well as their threat intelligence organization. I appreciate your time. Uh, post uh, the two additional uh, polling questions for the audience. Thank you. Are you currently using IT managed services, yes or no? And the next question. Did you realize that you can have a cyber attack through your phone system? Yes, no, not sure. Very good. Okay, uh, go ahead, Brian, you're on the floor. Thank you. All right, excellent. Share my screen. So, uh, hello everyone, uh, hopefully you can hear me. Um, but yes, uh, thank you uh, to Brandon for that, uh, the handoff and transition there um, to, to how Fortinet is playing into your um, architecture. And, and when you think about it, uh, cybersecurity, the entire time you were speaking, Brandon, I was thinking cybersecurity is a team sport. It requires that, that integration between the people and the technology. Um, and it's not just one place within the network. It's not just one person doing anything and everything. It, it truly is uh, uh, you know, a team sport. And that defense in depth, uh, really saying that you have multiple gates that somebody's going to have to get through. Um, you know, in order to, to be successful with a breach, um, you know, like that's, that's really where, um, again, it's, it's a team sport and we gotta, we gotta work together to, to do that. Uh, so with that, I'm going to quickly give, uh, just a, a high level overview, uh, of the Fortinet, uh, I guess, value prop in a sense. Um, but then we'll go into a little bit more about, uh, some of the solutions that, that Fortinet brings to market. All right, so uh, first off, Fortinet was founded in 2000. Uh, and, and one of the big things that Fortinet likes to tout about themselves is, is the fact that you know, we really are an engineering company uh, first. Uh, cybersecurity company kind of is, is what we've specialized in. Uh, and that's borne out with the fact that you know, we have over 716 patents, US-based patents. Uh, which is three times more than the next closest, um, you know, cybersecurity-focused uh, firm. Uh, Fortinet is the number one cybersecurity company in the world. Uh, globally, one out of every three firewalls that ships is a FortiGate. Um, and also, uh, the Fortune 100 companies, 70% uh, of them are leveraging Fortinet for their, uh, for their security. So uh, we might be uh, one of the best kept secrets, but as Jerry said, uh, when you when you do the golf tournament, you've arrived. I, I think uh, our time of kind of, uh, of of being in the shadow, so to speak, is is definitely gone. Uh, we're three point nine billion or three point zero nine billion dollar company, uh, and and we're hosting events. So 
It's great to see. Uh, so a little bit more about Fordnet, broad global footprint, um, 8,000 plus employees. And as I mentioned, we have a, a strong engineering background there. Uh, as also mentioned earlier, uh, you know, Fordnet is recognized as a leader in two of the Gartner 2020 Magic Quadrants. And I should say there has been an update uh, since this uh, presentation was uh, created uh, with us also showing up in the 2021 uh, Magic Quadrant and actually further extending our, our lead in the WAN, WAN Edge infrastructure. But um, you can see that we have many other point products uh, that, that are uh, out there. What you'll, what we're going to focus on today, though, is really specifically the FortiGate and the firewall in particular. And so, uh, you have your network firewall, which is the FortiGate. It's a next-gen firewall. Uh, we'll go into a little bit more of the features and specs on that in a second. Um, but as a feature of the firewall, you actually have this WAN edge infrastructure, uh, which you could consider to be SD WAN and essentially intelligent traffic shaping, and it's secure. And so. The fact that uh, Fortinet goes to market and it's a single box, it's a single FortiGate, and yet you're getting uh, that coverage in between next-gen firewall and also the intelligent traffic uh, shaping and routing, uh, it just shows uh, the value that Fortinet's bringing to market. So as alluded to uh, or mentioned, uh, we, we are in the two magic quadrants. So where does it start? How do we do it? Uh, a lot of the secret sauce, if you will, has to do with the firmware uh, that we release and how many times it will show up across uh, the different point, you know, points in the network that we're protecting. Um, because of this, uh, you know, similar operating system, similar platform, we're going to have a broad visibility into into the entire um, attack surface, and and there's a lot of integration that can be done, and uh, and because of that, you're going to get uh, a lot of intelligence uh, and, and machine learning can be used. Uh, you know, AI-driven security can happen. And so, uh, you know, basically everything works together as, as one concept. To further uh, highlight this, you can see kind of some of the different, like, you know, these different boxes represent the different, um, you know, I guess, focuses, if you will, within security. One of the, the hot topics right now is that zero trust access. And so that basically says, hey, we need to have our users have access only to the applications that they need to have access to. And so um, don't give anyone access to anything they don't need for their job, essentially. So that it's role-based access control with the concept of that least privilege. And so with the, with the zero trust access, um, you know, if you have the endpoint protection, as mentioned already, along with the FortiGate, then you can layer in uh, some of that intelligence. So that way you're, you're matching people to applications and you're securing your network more fully. So that's just one example. Uh, the other example is really security net, net, uh, driven networking. Uh, this has a lot again to do with the FortiGate uh, specifically and all the infrastructure pieces that you might have in play. So uh, when you think about traditional networking, you think uh, routers and switches, maybe access points, but when we get there in the traditional sense, there isn't really much visibility or knowledge of what's going on at the application level. Uh, it's mostly just IPs and routing and all the all the stuff that we used to to associate to that. With the um, with inter interjecting a firewall that is capable of understanding the routing, but also having the ability to be application aware, that's when we really can get into uh, some interesting security plays. And so 
Uh, again, we're going to focus a little bit more in on the security-driven networking element. Uh, before we talk uh, fully about it, just to say, you know, third-party third validation, Gartner, all these other ones, we, we are a best of breed. Uh, we hit, um, you know, a very high percentage of, of uh, rates. Uh, as Brandon mentioned, you know, 99.9944% uh, is not 100%. And so you can't have a silver bullet for everything. However, uh, when you look at, you know, uh, the block rates, uh, it is blocking out a lot of that noise. So uh, we go back to the intelligence side as far as, you know, what is Fortinet uh, bringing to the market? And so there's this concept of the FortiGuard labs. Uh, and so basically... Uh, I've sometimes called it the eye in the sky, <laughs> but it's basically, this is our, our intelligence labs that are listening to threat feeds, uh, that are creating, uh, you know, the, the, the blocks, essentially the blocking and the tackling against the zero day threats as new things are discovered, uh, signatures are created and you get this, uh, this quick prol proliferation of, of that intelligence out to the edge. So that way uh, your devices and, and everything else can be protected. And so when we look at how it's broken up, you can clearly see that, that uh, you know, there's the stopping the threats in flight with the advanced malware protection uh, all the way to and through um, the different areas of your network. So again, focusing on what FortiGuard Labs is, is bringing to market, you can see that the, the signatures, there's over 13,000 IPS signatures, intrusion prevention, that's what that, that basically stands for, and that uh, lets the firewall know that there's a threat, but uh, it will not allow the threat in. Uh, you can see that uh, there's over 650 zero-day vulnerabilities that have been um, you know, discovered, and so the FortiGate's uh, actively pushing, or the FortiGuard Labs is pushing that information out. And uh, the big one that I like to highlight is that you know, it's, it's quick. It's happening essentially near real time. That's updated every 15 minutes as far as uh, some of these, um, you know, what's the what's the good guys and the bad guys and the FortiGate's always up to date on that. So how do you know if you are in the right security posture? Uh, maybe you, it's been a while since you've really investigated security. And as you can see, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of a lot of concepts here. And um, so, you know, potential uh, for you is to, to leverage the Fortinet Cyber Threat Assessment Program. Um, and this is a very unique opportunity uh, where you can bring in a FortiGate that will uh, basically provide an assessment uh, of your current security posture. The reports are very um, easy to read you'll have an executive summary at the, at the front end. It, it can get very granular. It can tell you what's good and what's bad, um, you know, all throughout. And then some recommendations at the back from whatever it was able to uncover. Uh, so the point products for this is, of course, the next-gen firewall or secure SD-WAN. Those do require um, a FortiGate, or you can have your email assessed, and that's done via uh, the cloud. So as you look at um, those options. It's a pretty quick process, actually, all, all considered, and it's non-disruptive, uh, assuming that you have an open port uh, on, a, on, a, on a switch. 
because then we can just uh, plug in the FortiGate and it'll start collecting uh, the logs. Uh, as, as you can see, the logs are purged at the end, so nothing is held on by Fortinet. This is purely just for assessment purposes. But um, three days all the way out to, say, seven days, we can collect enough data on, on your environment to, to, to make a, a judgment as to what's going on. So um, there's some bad stuff, obviously, that, that can be uncovered. Uh, as, a, as a quick aside, <laughs> I ran one of these for a uh, for person that just wanted to see what was going on in their home network. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was, there was a Tor browser and then there was a lot of other peer-to-peer -peer sharing type uh, things. And uh, specifically they had some malware that was running on their device and they were kind of surprised to find that out. So it's uh, more prevalent than you would expect. Um, and any of these reports are gonna be able to kind of suss out that information to, to let you know what's going on. Uh, so I do have a polling question here um, that maybe we wanna throw up there, but what percentage of assessments do you think uh, we will find something bad? And I don't know if you wanna throw up the, uh, the actual polling question right now. I see that people are answering it, which is great. And we are pretty close and pretty dead on for a lot of these. Uh, let me go back to sharing my screen. Apologies. Okay, hopefully you guys can see me again. The answer is 70%. <laughs> so it's more often than you would expect, maybe, uh, in, in that there's quite a bit of, uh, you know, discovery that can happen. So again, I highly encourage you guys to leverage um, you know, us to, 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 to do that. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to, I believe, Jerry uh, for a case study. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Brian and Brandon, for those excellent presentations. Um, if we can see the slide of the case study, um, I'd, we, I'd just like to highlight one uh, uh, case study that we recently did, or proof of concept with a local uh, firm down here in Bradley, Illinois called Monocle's Pizza. Uh, they had agreed to, uh, to, uh, to participate in a case study with Fortinet and they're a, a pizza, pizza uh, excellent pizza uh, provider, including their own company owned stores and franchises. And they do have 32 company owned stores across four states that they were uh, trying to evaluate their next move as far as a router secure security platform. Um, we conducted a proof of concept there and uh, at one of their stores in our local area here. And the results were very impressive uh, to our main contact there, Doug Davis. Uh, it took them five minutes per store to download their sales numbers and pertinent information that they needed access to daily. And five minutes at 32 stores comes out to 160 minutes or 2.6 hours of downloads. When we put uh, the Fortinet pair in, one at their headquarters and one at one of the test stores, the, uh, the download decreased to uh, less than eight minutes in the end across all 32 of their stores. So it went from 2.6 hours down to eight minutes or virtually 15 seconds per store. So the performance was already impressive uh, to Doug, our customer there. 
but their main thing was PCI compliance. Uh, they have devices out at these stores, uh, like they want the ability to provide uh, wireless connectivity to their customers. Uh, there's things like credit card machines and other things that they had hooked up there. So we were able to, through this test study, prove to them that a part, uh, Fortinet was an excellent partner for them. We still do have some ongoing uh, work to perform there, but it was just a, an excellent way to help them move to the next generation of uh, firewall technology. Um, Another thing, uh, and everyone uh, will, will certainly provide this to anyone who requests it, but this is the actual case study uh, that was done. Um, and down on the case study, you can kind of see some of the comments that are made. Uh, here's a nice overview of what had occurred. Um, our contact, Doug, said, thanks to the security-driven networking in Fortinet Secure SD-WAN, Monocle's Pizza can maintain PCI compliance faster and more efficiently. Uh, as uh, many of you know, PCI compliance is constantly changing, uh, and uh, in, a, in, a, in a firm like Fortinet, through their uh, enterprise unified threat management technology, they can make modifications uh, on the fly. They can address uh, cyber threats on the fly. They're constantly uh, making improvements in the technology and the software. Um, there were several business impacts that were noted here, and... Uh, we ended up putting in Forta switches at all 32 of the stores and Forta APs. So they went from, you know, an assortment of uh, devices and technology to now having full control from the IT group's desktops in Bradley, Illinois. Um, down at the bottom right, in the past, remotely uh, extracting the weekly files might take five minutes per store. During the proof of concept, I was able to pull the weekly files from the Bourbon A store in 15 seconds. I knew right away this was a capability I wanted in all of our locations. So we thank Fortinet, uh, for, uh, Monocles for their partnership. Um, I just want to comment on, on two or three little other things here. Um, we put up the question in the beginning, uh, have you been ever been cyber attacked? Uh, just in our recent experience here, um, our firm was in the process of uh, moving and this was back in uh, to, uh, early 2009. And our firm was actually hit by a DDoS attack. Um, we had an in-house uh, exchange server. We, uh, we uh, were unable to reach our voicemail, or I'm sorry, our emails for a period of three and a half, four days. Someone had decided that they were gonna smash our uh, IP address and totally took us down. And uh, back then, we weren't very well versed on how to quickly address such a thing, but we did find a cloud-based solution. Uh, it was with AT&T, as a matter of fact, that was able to filter that content before it came to our location. So we experienced four days of downtime that we'll never forget relative to that. Another one uh, it was a South Suburban Chicago customer who was a car dealer who uh, had uh, people snooping around in their network, got into a particular PC on their premises, and that PC was a machine that electronically provisioned the, the new key styles for the, for the newer car technology. Um, that particular PC had admin rights enabled on it, and the hackers were able to get in, look around their entire network, and they were hit for ransomware. Um, 
we're not exactly sure how it ended up being resolved because they weren't a customer of ours. We, we uh, had become aware of it. They were a voice customer of ours, but not a data network. And the uh, attackers wanted $100,000 ransomware. So we're not exactly sure exactly where that ended up, but it literally uh, took their entire operation down. It was strategically done on a Friday evening. And uh, they did get back up the, the next day, Saturday, but not with a lot of uh, angst and pain and possible financial uh, damage to their organization. Um, and then another one more recently, there was a DDoS attack in the telephone uh, phone number network. One of the largest uh, providers uh, was hit with a DDoS attack, which affected all of their customers and their millions of phone numbers that they delve out throughout the United States. Um, in, in the case, we, we started noticing some issues with some of our SIP uh, trunk customers the week before. A uh, few complaints came in, which cleared themselves up. And all of a sudden, just after Labor Day, a massive uh, hit takes place on one of the, on the largest uh, provider of phone numbers in the country, which affected many, many customers across the nation. Um, and it included several large call centers. Uh, it eventually did get resolved, but not without four to seven days of people's uh, receiving things like one-way audio, uh, phone service not working at all. Ours actually was affected for approximately two and a half days. So these things are alive and well out in the network. And the best defensive game you can play, you need to be playing it. Um, because as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, these attacks went up 600% in the year 2020. And I'm sure that number will be far beyond that here uh, in 2021. Um, so, uh, that, uh, concludes, uh, my portion of this.